Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Mike show. Hey, put a little bit. I never get this line out the first time. It's not even good. Hey, put a little bit. Put a little bit more in there, cowboy. And the bulldog. What's your degree in? Kicking ass and taking names. <laughs> On WGR Sports Radio 550. All right, fans here, to some extent or another, suffering through last night's AFC Championship. Bengals at Chiefs right away. The Chiefs get pressure on Joe Burrow, and everybody in Buffalo went, all right, where was that uh, <laughs> last week? Yep. You know, Burrow, their two best, I think, Pass plays were just just heaves into double coverage. Higgins right. for the touchdown. The fourth down play to chase. And fourth yeah. and six to chase. I mean, that was yeah. nice. Fourth and six, you go. Uh, but really, like <laughs> it's kind of the same. They both just jumped before their coverage yeah. guys did, before the DBs did, and made those plays. And that's something Davis can do. Like, that's yeah. not – it's not that the Bills don't have a guy who yeah. can do that. You know. Yeah, I I mostly I said to lead off the show a couple hours ago, like I, I was I was in a in a spot I'd never been before, like really frustrated watching the game. Um, but, you know, I, of course, stayed there and watched it. But I was just it, it, like you're saying, like right away, they're getting to burrow. How come I couldn't do that? Oh, look, look at the look at the Chiefs playing up on the Bengals receivers. Huh, huh. Uh, like so that was annoying. Um, but like on the flip side, all the criticism of it's third and two. Why are you throwing it long? Like, did you notice like the Eagles then that catch shouldn't have counted that long one to Smith early in the game, but that was fourth down. Was it not? That was fourth down. Yeah. Bomb down the sideline, you know, sets them up. I mean, again, they got the benefit of the sky ref. I don't know talking to his DoorDash driver or something. I don't know, but they, they didn't notice that. Um, so, you know, they, they, they made out. But this this play last night, the the long pass to Chase, fourth down, like they're not just going to the sticks. <laughs> like, like here, we, here right. we go. I'm going to my guy downfield. And that even is, you know, more questionable when it's double covered and it's obvious it is. That's just this is my guy. And you had to maybe think, if you're a Bills fan, of Stefan Diggs being frustrated not getting the ball. Well, that's a good point. Kind of makes you understand where he was at. Yeah. I I have not gotten all the way to this year, as, as much as we've talked. It's kind of every day. Uh, did not really get to, okay, more digs. You know, it, it came up, and you saw him look upset at different times this year. But, yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> I think actually that is right. Just sort of... Flashing back to like the Watkins years and just how yeah. do you, how do you have this player, especially what you paid for him, and not throw it to him all the time? But you know, the Bengals yeah. last night, the first play was like a quick, almost lateral to chase. I think that's it. they did the same thing last week. Their first play, I, my wife had to walk out of the room because I'm like, this is what you do. This this is Jamar Chase. Hi, I, here's the first play of the game to you. Pick up a few yards. You're in the game, 
And like this, we're not going to have a game here where it's halftime and Diggs doesn't have a target or something. Like just right away, I don't want to use establish because that to me is kind of silly. But you just want to get the ball to your best guy, and so they did that um, in that pretty simple, easy way. You know what I am thinking about though, unless you have something else on uh, Burrow or the Bengals. No, I, I would. I hit, it just sprang to mind that one of the most damaging, you know, important plays against the Bills this year was the fourth and eighteen Minnesota play, and the story goes on that the Cousins just told Jefferson, "I'm coming to you." That's it. Like it's fourth and eighteen. We're fighting for our lives here. I'm going to throw it to you. And he's got a reputation for not wanting to do that. How did their season end in the playoffs, right? It's a check down on 4th and 8 or 4th and 12 or whatever it was against the Giants. Um, right. But but here, it, there there's a play. Like, I, I don't care how many guys are on you. I'm throwing it where you are. And he did. And, you know, of course, it took an all-world play, but it got made. So just more more evidence to support the, like, Diggs having a beef, I guess. I like it. I like that a lot. 803-0550 for your calls. The game, the refs, whatever. Uh, it's really not whatever. Like, just not anything goes. But a lot of different, you know, tie it, tie it together. Tie it in. Where do the bills go from here? Just like what we're talking about. I just want to sort of look at this here for a second. What I am thinking about is, okay, it's over now, the AFC. Kansas City wins. So in five years, Mahomes, since he became the starter, in five years, they have been to the AFC Championship five times, all at home. They hosted all five of those games. They didn't have to go to Atlanta or, for that matter, Buffalo or Cincinnati. They hosted mm-hmm. the game five times in a row. That's a, Four is a record. They made it five yesterday. And he has now made the Super Bowl for the third time in six years in the league, but five years playing. He's on to his third Super Bowl, and he'll have won, whenever they announce it, his second MVP. Burrow, I'm already hating this. Uh, Burrow, Mm -hmm. two AFC championships in a row, won one. Man, yesterday was was tough, but it's a loss, right? That's what I'm doing here. Mm -hmm. Allen, one AFC championship. Did he finish second for the MVP? Maybe twice. I don't know. Ooh, I don't. I, I don't keep track of who finishes second. Nobody remembers who. This is me not knowing who finished second. This is All me right, doing that. Way to, way to go, King Loser. Yeah. No. I, I honestly don't know. I'm sorry. I don't think Burrow has a has a top two for the MVP. He probably won't have one this year. I guess he could. I'm using the AP one, not the the other mm-hmm. one. Jackson has an MVP, but no championship game appearances. I don't know. I'm not trying to build an argument like against Allen. I'm not like I just like no. But you're you're look. You're I, we were talking about it last week, and like I don't like saying it either. But and, and I think mostly because I think it gets it can get exaggerated. But it, part of the reason I was trying to explain this to <laughs> do you remember last week I was talking about I don't want the Bengals to seem like they're getting further ahead of me. They are they are they they they. they, they they're ahead of you. They beat you in your own place in the playoffs. They've been to the AFC title game now twice in a row, and you haven't been back since the first year you kind of broke through with Allen in 20. So they're plainly ahead of you. But I didn't want them to win and go to a second straight Super Bowl because I'm already chasing Kansas City, and I have not caught them yet. 
and I don't want Cincinnati to get like, you know, so far ahead of me that I'm like, you know, so I was rooting for Kansas City in part for that, and I was trying to explain this to my wife. Um, but all that said, it it you know we'll see how the off season goes and how the what the reviews are for what everyone does to try to keep putting their best foot forward here to stay on this contending plane that the Bengals, Chiefs, and Bills are all on. But with Burrow breaking through like he has the last two years, I mean, he's only in his third year, and he was injured for a lot of his first year. So his two years that he's played, he's tracking like Mahomes is. You know, he's been to the AFC title both years. He played full seasons. And so you're at the risk of them turning into Mahomes and Burrow, turning into Brady and Manning, and you're left hoping maybe you're Ben Roethlisberger. Because you don't want to be Rivers. Right, because Rivers never even got there. At least Roethlisberger, like, won a couple, and, like, you know, they had appearances. uh, But still, you know who the kingpins were. There was the other two guys. And I'm not saying this has to hold for life or anything, but right now... That's how it's tracking. I mean, Burrow has, again, two two full seasons, two AFC championship game appearances, one win. He's ahead of you. I'm sorry. That's how it goes. He is. Here's Joe with us. Hi, Joe. Hey, good afternoon. Uh, you guys were just talking about going for it long on, you know, throwing the ball deep on third and fourth down. And for some reason, that brought to my mind, do you remember the line in Bull Durham? where they were talking about the difference between a guy batting 300 and a guy batting like 250 or whatever, and they were like, that's one more broken bat single like every other game or something, or one more loop over the infield. Mm-hmm. I think if Josh just took like four or five more check downs a game, his numbers would skyrocket, you know, percentage-wise and win-wise. I don't know about wins. I mean, his completion percentage would go up, but – the the money is made throwing the ball down the field like that. That's how the Bills have won so many games. That's why Allen is so valuable. That's why Mahomes and Burrow are so valuable. It's the downfield element that they're not checkdown guys. They're not guys who are limited in that way. So you know, I hear you, Joe. But I still need the Bills to be a team that is going to push it like these guys are, and and the Eagles. I mean, I, yeah, that's what they do too. I think I need to find some balance there, and I think it got, for me, it maybe got too out of whack. Um, because, right, I mean, if you, you got to be careful what you wish for. Because if you want to take those opportunities away, well, the caller's already saying it, right? They're lower percentage completions. So if you start pulling, you know, a, a few a game off the table, then you're going to make fewer of those plays. And if you're making fewer of those plays, but they're replaced by sustained drives and more run after the catch, okay. But if they're not, then I'm not sure where I am. Then I might be the Chargers, where I'm just throwing it short all the time, even though my quarterback has an absolute weapon on his right right shoulder. Um, and you know, I don't think you want to end up there either. But exactly I, right. I feel I do feel like. Something that I, I was saying it for weeks, and it was more hope than anything else that they're going to rediscover this sort of quick, timed, precise passing game, and that is going to like I'm going to we're going to see it when the playoffs get here, and it's going to be you know, it's going to be the answer to everything for them, and it never came, 
And I'm not saying I want them to turn into, like, the Walsh 49ers and throw swing passes to fullbacks um, mm. on the regular. But I think they need wow. something else there besides, you know, four verticals. <laughs> what you just did to Bill Walsh. <laughs> like on the Mount Rushmore of offensive minds, right? Bill Walsh. Yes. <laughs> I and I reduced him to swing throwing, passes throwing full passes backs. two yards behind the line of scrimmage to Tom Rathman. That's right. <laughs> Maybe not fair. <laughs> Maybe not fair. <laughs> Could have been a little harsh. That's awesome. <laughs> Niners, uh Purdy. Complete UCL tear. Mm. So, I mean, did you say it too? My buddy and I are watching the game. Like, that's Allen's injury. Yeah. He gets the his arm hit like that. Mm-hmm. That's Allen's injury. And you could tell when, when they showed him on the sideline, they're massaging, like, his upper arm. Like, it wasn't just his wrist or his hand. So, you had it. But complete tear. Allen, we think, had a partial tear. So... For Purdy, like the report Tom Pelissero is, maybe he doesn't need Tommy John surgery, but they're hoping to have him back for training camp. And so, by the way, as that ends... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Who starts for them next year? Competition. <laughs> Lance, will, I think Lance will be on the roster. Yeah, and, me too. Me and too. Purdy will be. They're both cheap rookie yep. contract guys, you know? It'd be nuts to divest yourself of either one of them, I think, right now. Yeah, like, that's right. There's no real incentive to do that. Unless you're worried about it being a problem or something, you know. But, I I, I, I mean, they've made it through with Garoppolo and Lance, and Garoppolo was like, you know, tearful goodbyes to everybody more than once even, and he was still there, and they got through it. So I I would be stunned if they moved either one of Purdy or Lance. Does Garoppolo start somewhere week one? (sighs) Probably because, you know, uh, either – like the big names that might move or seem like they want to move, like somebody's going to miss out on a guy, and Garoppolo will end up being a better idea than, you know, Nick Foles for somebody probably. You know, I tweeted at Joe about the carousel draft. I did see that. I did notice that. Yes. I feel like we have Zach. Joe should be in if he wants. Sal should be in if if he wants. We'll go five wide if we need to. Five wide. Right. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Four rounds is too few. Six is too many. Might have to go. Might have to. Maybe it should be an auction draft. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> maybe five participants is too many. I'll sit out. I'll sit out. Hmm, that, that doesn't seem right. I want to do it, though. Like, I'm ready. Like, where? Who, who's right for Garoppolo? The teams. I like to do this thing where, like, if I just did a veteran retread guy, then I can't do that again. The Colts, however, have broken the mold. They've done that like three years in a row. Yeah. But, like, they're going to have a rookie. Houston will have a rookie. Right. They'll have a rookie, but will, I mean, isn't the favorite to land the Houston job the San Francisco defensive coordinator, Ryan? Yes. Yes. Okay. 
So you want to put you want Garoppolo for you. You want Garoppolo to be a groom in court, a grooming yes. quarterback, a yes. mentor type. Yes. <laughs> I yeah, that's the okay. first thing that came to mind is Houston. He'll follow that guy. That guy knows him. He can vouch for him. And you know, you know, you know what's realistic there. We're drafting somebody, but we want to make sure and give him time. And like you know, here you go. That doesn't have to be good just because they know you. No, I know. No, I know. Yeah, he. I mean, if he's a jerk, it could really hurt you. Good point. Ryan's could walk in and go like, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, no. I've no, been around him. No way. Don't do that. No. <laughs> Poison. Tampa. How about for Garoppolo? Uh, let's go to Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Hey, guys. Um, what's going on? Oh, just doing a radio show. Right on. Uh, I just wanted to add something to the uh, referee discussion you guys are having. Um, okay. And the uh, intentional grounding in particular, for a lot of years when I watched football, I always kind of believed that intentional grounding was one of those penalties that um, kind of refs used discretion and favored all the good guys and, you know, screwed over the bills and all that. So I spent a lot of time, like, trying to figure out what the rule actually is and really watching it. And since I did that, I've really kind of noticed that it's actually probably the most well-called penalty of any of them, um, which for exactly the reason that Mike talked about. But then everyone I know, even when I tell them that, still felt wrong about the one they called last night because Burrow himself even dirted a few, you know, a couple drives before. And really the difference is that um, when you have an eligible receiver blocking or setting up a screen behind the line, that's when they allow it. Um Ah. Even if it's like a Bobby Hart, you know, extra blocker, eligible receiver, uh, when those guys are blocking, they're behind the line, and that's when you're allowed to kind of do that. But P. Ryan was running the out route. But I just think that um, that's kind of an example of how refereeing last night was kind of the star of the show almost, but they weren't actually wrong or that bad. Uh, and that's kind of usually the case when people freak out about refs, too. So I just kind of thought that was interesting. There was an article a few years ago that came out about how the NFL actually really likes that because um, when people are talking about refs, it, I mean, they're talking about your product, and yep. the TV numbers kind of show that people still tune in anyway. So, you know, any any news is good news type of thing. But that's all I had to say, really. Okay, thanks. Yeah, like that's that's been the point I made many times over the years. Uh, you're, st- you're staying in the – football does not have any real competition anymore, but <laughs> – I don't know. It's a it's a form of discussion about your product, so that's right. And we're not we're definitely not going anywhere because of it. That's been proven over and over. <laughs> just never. I mean, if if you were going to turn football up because of the officiating, it would have happened twenty five years ago. Man, I wa- I wanted to be one of those people mm-hmm. back then, but what 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 I'm I mentioned this earlier. We talked about it for just a minute, but where I'm different now as a fan is I have a very tough time watching like Joseph Asai last night. I have a very tough time with that because what is going through my mind and maybe yours is in this world, like he will be remembered for that and it will be a challenge. It would be a challenge for most people, especially here's a super young guy to have to cope with sort of that, that legacy that a lot to carry. Yeah. So I just watching him sobbing on the sideline, like I had, of course it was a mistake, but I have, I was not at all thinking about that because anybody can make a mistake. You know, we all do, but this one is so high profile 
that um, you know how it works. Like people are just going to be so rough on them, maybe for a long time. So, like that's that's being a dad, and just that's that's, yep. that's tough for me. It never used to be. I never cared. Like it's Mike, just sports. I don't know these guys. There, there was a, a a hockey game that my son was playing in as a goalie before things even got real, real serious. Um, but like, you know, he was tracking and it was kind of exciting and some people were starting to pay attention to him. And we played this game against this team that had this, the goalie couldn't have been more different than Owen. Like Owen at the time was already like six, six, this monster 14 year old kid, right? Like, Oh my God, freak show. And the kid on the other team looked like he should have been playing like with, with 10 year olds, like just this tiny little dude. And the kid battled his butt off in this game. And it was a tie game, 1-1. And, I, of course, I wanted my son to win. I wanted my son's team to win. When our, And ultimately they did. They got a second goal by this little kid, goalie. And I felt terrible for the kid. <laughs> and that's when I knew, like, th- this is just, this is different. I'm in a different place now with all this than I've ever been. Because I, I, I know how it feels when that happens to your own kid. And I feel terrible for this kid. And, like, you know, whatever. It's a 13-, 14-year-old kid. I, I'll never know him. I'm never going to meet him. Um, but I felt awful. And that has carried on. Um, yeah, the failures that these people endure on the biggest stages really hit, hit, hit me hard now. Now you should probably think about how Bill Walsh's ghost is feeling. <laughs> ah, Because you did that to him. He's got a bunch of trolls. Is it ghost to him? Do we have ghost pronoun questions now? Is the ghost a him? <laughs> Is his ghost definitely a him? <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, Andrew. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog here. The refs, the Chiefs, the Bengals, the Bills, all of it, 803-0550. This is WGR. Well, I think you just have to adapt. You know, you're going to hit different spells in the schedule like that, and you know, we reacted appropriately, I think. So for me as an older guy, like midseason, I don't, feel like I need to practice that much and so I I was totally fine with it but I was really impressed with you know how we handled it as a group because we do have such a young team and everybody took it in stride. Kylo Poso. I love that. I don't feel like I need to practice that much. <laughs> I'm not mocking him for that at all. Like seemed to go seemed to go pretty well. Yeah. For them here this <laughs> this stretch. Yeah. I'm sure there are things that they want to work on, but they um I think prioritizing rest over work was um was smart by granado at least the results say that it was smart not only should maybe should this be proof maybe that hockey teams should do that more often but maybe we all should maybe we all should hey where do we get (laughs) i wanted to give that room i appreciate that where did we get 10 pro bowlers in 1992 because i count 11 Oh, really? I went looking so that I could ask you, can you name the Bills' 10 Pro Bowlers in 1992? Mm-hmm. And at Pro Football Reference, no less of a site than ProFootballReference.com. So they have a page for the Pro Bowlers, and I listed them by team, and I've got 11 guys, and there is supposed to be a little percent mark if they didn't play in the game, and nobody has the percent mark. Wow. All right. And some even have stats. Look at that. Hmm. Can't could I name them all? Yeah, you could. I bet you could. You yeah. might even get them all 
you without might, missing. One. You might. You could even get them all without missing. Yes. Yeah, that would be a really good job. Maybe well, even a great job. Because nobody. All right, just it's a hint, I guess, but nobody in the Hall of Fame is missing. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. Lofton, I guess, was in the. This was not. It was like the end of his career. So Lofton is out. Okay. Right. But like your core Bills guys. That right. So we're yeah, always the, Bills. Right. So Ke- Kelly, Thomas, Reed, Bruce. Right. All, all in that Pro Bowl. I would venture to say that Tally probably is on that list. No. No. Already, I'm out. You're out. Jeez. Wow. Right. Like Tally was the guy who was every week how underrated he was, and he didn't. Not even yeah. by 1992 was he in the Pro Bowl. Oh, B- Bennett. I forgot about Bennett. 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 Should have got the Bennett before. I would. I would have definitely named Tally. So whatever. It's a, it's a mistake. It came earlier than it needed to. Um, that's still that's only five guys. One of these I mean, guys, one of these guys, the stats I'm looking at are not from the game. One of these guys would have had to miss the game. Okay, but if if it's ten, because the ten probably came from somewhere, you yeah. know, reputable. But I so, so I still need six more guys. Uh, Ken Hull. No. So it's uh, <laughs> Kelly, Thomas, Reed, Wolford, Richer, Ballard. Boy, I would have been here a long time trying to remember richard uh, boy okay house ballard in the pro bowl yeah. uh bruce smith cornelius bennett nate odoms steve tasker henry jones that's like the whole roster you didn't let me finish I, you're I right gotten, i would have no. gotten to tasker and jones for sure but i don't know that i would have guessed any of those oh players. sorry it's okay I'll ask you again in like half an hour. Yeah, no, I know. I'll forget all. I'll forget all over again. So yes. that's not a problem. Yes. No, I, no, I, I, des- I deserve to st- be stopped because I was doing pretty poorly. <laughs> I mean, I got I got the four obvious guys that you basically gift wrapped me. Yes. And then the next two guesses I had were wrong. Well, it's you know it's harsh but true. Well, no, Bennett was in the middle there, but whatever. Anyway, harsh but fair. Yeah. Well, I try. You know, if I'm if I'm gonna if I'm gonna drag Bill Walsh, I, I got to be hard on myself. That's exactly right. Ken, you're on WGR. Good afternoon, guys. Hi. So I have two things. Um, one is going to be about the linebacker there for Cincinnati. I too fell for him. Uh, I don't know if you saw the video about them in the tunnel after the game going back, and his one uh, teammate there, linebacker number fifty-seven. I don't know. Excuse me if his name is wrong, Pratt or something like that. That's going to be a free agent. Was just ripping into him with uh, some expletives yeah. about how this was going to be his last so and so year uh, with the team, and you cost him a Super Bowl, and and then he goes, you know, don't touch the quarterback. Why'd you touch? And he just took it with his head down the whole way, walking in. And I just at that moment, that's when I really felt the worst for him, uh, just knowing that he's going to go through the whole off season probably hearing this and and probably get joked by his teammates even kind of jokingly but when they come back next year, you know, to try to lighten it up. And it's going to burn him probably. Um, and then the other thing for the offense, like we were saying, uh, the last two years with Dable, what I saw a lot of was those short slants in that, um, and a few games, especially the Miami game down there, where we just ate them up with the short slants, and they had no, no response to that, which then opened up the deep ball once in a while for Diggs. Um, because then they were just eating, eating alive by that. And uh, also with Knox, more of a tight end last year, shooting to him. And I think that Dorsey, who's running the same offense, for some reason or another, seeing that success, just stepped away from that. I don't know why he just 
pulled away from the short slant that would get you seven yards and then pick a couple more yards up after the carry or uh, just kind of completely wrote yeah. Dawson Knox out more. Well, um, relied more on the runs up the middle to kind of open play action up. Yeah, the, he didn't start the season that way though. If you remember, like he no. he the 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 first two games, and, and I always make this point because it was so stunning. We were riding so high after that opening win in in L.A. Right? It's it's the season opener, Super Bowl champs, and the Bills go in there and just house them. I mean, they just wrecked them, and. A big part of that, like that 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 wave that I personally was riding, was listening to Chris Collinsworth on that telecast talking about Allen and comparing him to Brady because he was so surgical, so precise, and it was a lot of quick passing, and then boom, over the top, you know, you you, you crept up because we're killing you underneath, and now we're gonna now we're gonna dagger you, and I was waiting all year for that to come back. So it's not like. Dorsey showed up and just turned his back on that. They were doing it to begin the year, and then they just seemed to never really get it back. Yeah, that made it more confusing to me why they stepped away from it. Then, I mean, they saw success from it, and if you're doing something that's successful until you're beaten at it, why do you just abandon it? I mean, he just literally after those few games, like you said, where we thought, oh, yeah, we are the number one contender for the Super Bowl, it just stepped away, and it went from a complete – where do the Bills go? You know, underneath, overhead, how do you beat them? To, well, they're just going to fall in love with the run up the middle and, uh, you know, throwing it deep. I didn't see any really disguised kind of plays where you see with Kansas City or anything like that, where they devise special plays. It was it was either just going to be a handoff up the middle or, you know, very rarely do we run jet sweeps, reverses, anything. Confuse anybody. It, you kind of knew it was going to be play action with a run up the middle or a deep ball. Okay, Ken. Um, I, guess, I guess I'm just not sure, right? Like, I'm trying to look at numbers here and find a, a place in the conversation. And, like, their scoring didn't go down in the no. second half. They had games where they ran the ball more, but they were winning, and that's what you do, and it worked. I mean, is it – I respectfully – because everybody's got some take on this. Is it really that the Bills declined Allen's elbow, Dorsey and slant routes, something else? Is it really that they declined offensively over the course of the year? Even Brandon Bean himself said he thought this. Mm-hmm. Or did they have one bad day? They end, their last five games, 32 points, 35 points, 35 points, 34 points, 10. I'm just asking. I'm yep. saying, like, I I don't really know what to say about this point. about Because I would need, like, I need proof. I, I have all the time watching sports, all the time in life. I feel like, oh, that might be a thing. But it's not a thing until it is. And it's like shown. No, this what this is what happened. They were running this depth of target. They were running this, 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 and then that that stopped. And maybe that will manifest. And maybe it already has. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like I know that it's right. And I also know that they scored like hell until the last game. And not all those teams were terrible. Like Miami put pressure on them. They made Allen's life tough. Thirty-two points and thirty-four points. 423 yards in the playoff game. Legit. 
That was te- seven days before the Bengals, where I think they had the wrong shoes. I think they were. I think they wore slippers in the game against the Bengals, <laughs> or skates. I don't know, yeah. but they were they were behind everywhere. They they still produced at at, at a fantastic rate, uh, an elite rate. I mean, you know, twenty eight point four points per game, second in the league. Um, but I think within that, and you know, fine. Like I I I feel like I've read some, but you know, it's football. You, you know, it, if you pick and choose. You know, a half a dozen highlights to make your point. You you can maybe argue anything. Uh, you know, so you know, do you, do we need a season long like deep dive on this to really, um, you know, prove it? Um, then okay, um, but I, I I feel like that that their production still being as as great as it was is where the Allen, their offense is Allen bail you out because he still made enough plays within that, lacking this other stuff that Caller, Ken, and myself are sort of complaining about. They didn't really have that stuff to support the offense, but they still were prolific because he's such an animal. And I want to get the animal some help. (laughs) Thanks, Ken. Always a pleasure to hear from you. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog back after this on WGR. Welcome back, Mike Schoep and the Bulldog. Outside chance, or maybe, no pun intended, maybe even better that the clouds will break tonight and you can actually see the sky. That's what I'm hearing. So that would be exciting. Yeah. Or are clouds, like, is that still seeing the sky? When you see clouds, when you look the up. stars, I think it, it, stars, it, stars, the, yeah, because the clouds are in the sky. Yes, so that is the sky. That is seeing the sky. Damn, I, I guess. But. Hockey trade. Yeah. So this is how big the Islanders acquire Bo Horvat from Vancouver for two players and a conditional first round pick. Pretty big. Pretty big. I mean, that's a team that's in the race with you. Uh, well, not not you. You know, the Sabers, um, and that's. I mean that's a that's a rental I think right he's I think he's UFA at the end of the year, um, but that's that's been a very productive player. So I don't think this year so much if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, um, but that's a nice that's a nice ad for the Islanders. Bo Horvat. So the Islanders are one point behind the Sabers. He was the captain of the Canucks. Yeah, almost twenty eight twenty eight in April. He has 31 goals this year in 49 games, right up there with the league leaders. Wrong about him not having a good year then. <laughs> Sorry, that was a miss. Tying his career high, which was last year, 31. I might have been thinking of Besser, maybe. Some, somebody out there is not doing what they used to do. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. Just try, I'm just making excuses over here now. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, ever since the Walsh crack... Yeah, no, I know. I'm sure. It's just I'm, been, you 
Yeah. It's yep. just been it's a little uneven. Flailing around to try to get back. Try yeah. to get it back. Well, the Sabres have a one point lead on the Islanders with three games in hand. The Sabres are also one point behind Pittsburgh, which has the last playoff spot at the moment, even in games, and they're two points behind Washington with three games in hand on Washington. Six back of the Rangers, if you want. All playoff teams. Rangers, Capitals, Penguins. Very exciting. Bills are over. We've been talking more and more about the Sabres here since last week. They they had a great road trip. They deserve it. That's right. They deserve it. They are, you know, we'll we'll see how, you know, things unfold here. Um, You know, with them being in a race, how fans want to respond to that, how quick or slow they will be to (laughs) respond to it. Um, Maybe like Wednesday night. Like I'm really curious about Wednesday night. There's no special thing going on. You're playing a very good team in Carolina, and it's the only home game for a while. So I'm curious, like, what does that produce? You know, um, I was at the game. Was it the was was that that Anaheim Saturday afternoon the, the last home game? I think it is. Yeah. Um, and I was surprised going down there. Twelfth, I knew it was like youth hockey day, so there probably would be some groups, and that can increase a crowd. But I mean, that was sold out on a Saturday afternoon, and I I was like, whoa, against Anaheim. Um, so I don't know. Maybe we get a crowd Wednesday night. It is right in the middle of a break. Like they that you said the point about made the point about the duck game, that's the last one, and then the next one is not until the following Saturday afternoon, and then there's another ten days after that before they're home again. So when I was drafting tickets with my friends, the season ticket holders, this one would jump out at me because there's like a month, literally, where they have two games at home. Mm-hmm. And yep. this is the first of those two. Horvat makes in terms of his cap hit, five and a half, and yes, his contract is up after yep. this season. So it is and a Besser rumble. is the guy I was thinking about there. He's only got nine goals this year. What's his problem? So I had, I've, I've always met, mixed the two of them up, Besser and, and Horvat. Six letters. Yeah, that, that's you know me. I'm always getting tripped up on that. Well, you are, but you might not realize. Not know it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, time for another break. This was that strenuous. We have to stop again and, and rest. It's Kansas City in the Super Bowl again. Chiefs and Eagles. 803-0550 for your thoughts on last night's game or either game yesterday and what, if there's anything really they've got that we don't. <laughs> That's what we used to do all the time after the Super Bowl or Championship Sunday. Like, all right, how do the Bills compare with these teams? And you know, that's an interesting conversation right now because they are not one of them, and they lost decisively to the team that lost last night. But, man, they had just as good a year, I guess, until now, right? <laughs> until last week, it was just as good a year. Mike Shope and the Bulldog back after the update on WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.